Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz. And today we continue our Fantasy Files series with a look at Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and PFF's single highest ranked backfield entering the 2021 season. I don't think there's all that much competition for that, you know, role, to be honest with you. I mean, if you just look at what other backfield in the league could feasibly have two top 10 running backs, there really isn't one, you know, in this, you know, great ranking that Ben Lindsay put together on July 20th. You can find it at pff.com. If you like Colts were number two, Saints were number three, Vikings four, Cowboys five. Yeah. Pollard, Madison, Naeem Hines, Latavius Murray. Those guys are all great, but we're not saying that any of them are legit top 10 backs in the league. Maybe some of you Tony Pollard hives really are, but in uh, you know just as the Browns case to have Hunt and Chubb, I, I don't think it's much of a conversation in terms of who has the best backfield in the league. And we do need to realize that this wasn't you know just the Browns being so far ahead, you know being light years ahead of the rest of the league in terms of you know player development or roster construction. They just got lucky in uh, you know to an extent. Nick Chubb. Great at Georgia, but some of the knee injuries he had he had in college, there's a reason why he wasn't a first round pick. And then with Kareem Hunt, we saw what he was doing with the Chiefs. Obviously, had you know the the awful off the field issue that led to him being cut by the Chiefs, then being suspended. Now he's sitting there, not able to get you know the sort of long term deal that his talents might warrant based on what we've seen him do. So Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, however they got there, they now form the league's single best backfield, and Cleveland should be happy that they don't even have to pay either player as a top fifteen running back. So, you know, both these guys, I, again, I think we all are aware just how good they are. But just to put, put some of their numbers into context, Chubb, arguably the single best player in the league with the ball in his hands. PFF rushing grade since 2017, Chubb is second among 115 qualified backs. Yards per carry is tied for third. Yards after contact per carry, he is first. Missed tackles, force per attempt, he is also first. In those same categories, Kareem Hunt, 10th in PFF rushing grade, tied for 29th in yards per carry, tied for 12th in yards after contact per carry, missed tackles, force per attempt, he comes in tied for third. So in all those, you know, other than just yards per carry, which is the most fluky stat of the group, Hunt's still a top 12 back in a massive 115 sample size. But Chubb, like the only player that statistically we can match up to Nick Chubb is Derek freaking Henry. So with that in mind, I mean, Nick Chubb, 2019 freaking tackle breaking champion in terms of just total force missed tackles in 2020, you know, certainly seemed like he could have been a repeat, uh, you know, qualifier if he didn't unfortunately have that injury against the Cowboys. I mean, seriously, people, it, it, 
The Browns ran for over 300 yards against the Cowboys without Nick Chubb playing more. I think it was 14 snaps he only played in that entire game. If Nick Chubb hadn't gotten hurt against the Cowboys, he might still be running for more touchdowns. 400 yards might have been the floor for that performance. But with all that said, Nick Chubb, the alpha on the ground, but Kareem Hunt is the alpha through the air. PFF receiving grade since 2017, Hunt comes in at eighth among 121 qualified backs. Chubb is tied for 80th yards per reception. Hunt is tied for 15th. Chubb is tied for 47th yards after the catch per reception is where Chubb takes the lead 22nd versus 28th but yards per out run Hunt's 26th Chubb is 97th and drop rate Hunt's been a little bit better tied for 64th Chubb tied for 71st Chubb isn't like a Ronald Jones level of terrible receiving back he had that awesome catch I think as a rookie where he actually mossed the Bengals dude for like a short 10 yard touchdown maybe it was just a gain he's made great plays he had the touchdown in the wild card game on a nice screen pass. Like, it's the same thing with Derrick Henry. Like, you don't look at their drop rates and see a player that you just can't throw the ball to. They're not Austin Eckler. They're not McCaffrey. And they're not definitely not Kareem Hunt. But with Chubb, I wish they would do a better job. Just get him the ball in space because we know once he has the damn ball in his hands, few guys are better. Uh, I'm not saying you need to split him out as a wide receiver. I'd love to see that with Kareem Hunt. But Nick Chubb, you know, just get the guy a few more touches in space. Same thing with Derrick Henry. I get when you have, you know, someone like Kareem Hunt and, you know, for Indy, like, why? When you have Naeem Hines, you don't necessarily need to give Jonathan Taylor 50, 60 targets a year, but let's get more than, you know, what Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb are typically seeing. And one way to do that, that the Browns experimented with last year was using Hunt as a true receiver. And he actually posted a position best 153.8 QB rating when he was targeted in the slot or out wide among a 35 back uh, sample size. So Kareem, man, in some of those Ravens games, particularly, we saw them uh, get the snaps up a little bit, still never had had more than eight snaps in a single game in the slot or out wide so that was something that i wish they would have done a lot more often when beckham was out i'm guessing we're not going to see a ton of it this year you know we rarely see it throughout the league unless your name is austin Eckler or naeem hines just realize hunt has that trick in his bag if it comes down to it so Everything from a usage standpoint leans to Nick Chubb. You know, based on what happened in 2021, we had 14 instances of both these guys being healthy. Again, we had Chubb getting injured, 14 snaps into the Browns week four, went over the Cowboys, then missed the next uh, next four games. So we had basically Hunt playing at least a third of the offensive snaps in all 18 of their games and uh, just the 14 games together. In those 14 games together, Chubb had 464 snaps, Hunt had 416. Rush attempts was Chubb 221. Hunt 147. Targets was Chubb 27. Hunt 38. So Chubb is the lead back, the running back, y'all. But the split is pretty clear, particularly when we zoom in on some more situational football. Hunt, when it was a two-minute drill, outsnapped Chubb 57-6. to And again, this is only the games that they were together. I'm not giving Hunt a big boost for when Chubb was out. 57-6 to in the two-minute drill. 140-23 to snap disparity on third downs between Hunt and Chubb. With that said, we do see Chubb take over on early downs. First and second downs, Chubb outsnapped Hunt 425-234. to That's almost a two-to-one one difference and when the clock wasn't under two minutes it was chubb 445 hunt 334 so you know ultimately chubb at least 15 combined targets and carries in all but one of his fully healthy games 
And the time that didn't happen, I think, was that like 38 to 7 loss against the Steelers where we just didn't see them keep their foot on the gas. The one game where Chubb didn't get a bunch of carries, they were getting blown out. And that's kind of what happened with Hunt when he uh, happened to get his takeover uh, in that four game stretch where Chubb was out. But it just wasn't as consistent throughout the year. Hunt actually failed to reach that 15 opportunity threshold in all but five of his 14 games with Chubb also on the field. So looking ahead to 2021 and, you know, the study that I've done a lot for these running backs, taking the PFF projections adding you know multiplying I should say their targets by 1.61 which is the average expected uh, fantasy point value over the past 10 years on any given target to a running back rush attempt you multiply it by 0.6 and you basically get this expected projected fantasy opportunity score really need to come up with a better name for this but anyway based on the projections and just not you know including their own efficiency or the offensive line or even scoring upside Chubb would be the RB18 Cream Hunt only the RB29 so it's not the steepest falls we've seen, you know, when looking at ADP versus their projected expected opportunity. James Robinson takes uh, that crown. Still not exactly the workload that we'd hope for, for, you know, drafting these guys as high as we might want to. So I will just say, and as someone that, has been more against Jonathan Taylor than most throughout this offseason. Someone that's been higher on Joe Mixon than most. So much of what I do comes down to volume because we're just so much better at being able to predict volume than we are the efficiency that goes along with players. But there are exceptions to every rule, and I am comfortable taking Nick Chubb as a legit top 10 fantasy football running back and Kareem Hunt inside of the top 24 as well. These guys are just that good. And when they get to come back behind PFFs, First ever offensive line to finish the year ranked first in both run and pass blocking coming into 2021 as PFS number one ranked offensive line. Again, it's just hard to see them busting too hard. And, you know, I've made a cool uh, chart uh, tweeted out at, at, at iHeart. It's over on Twitter or basically... You know, I finally figured out how to make I don't I'm not great with R, but you guys see the you know advanced analytics uh, uh charts where essentially they're just taking one variable on the x-axis, one variable on the y, scatter plotted out, up and to the right, better players, down to the left, worse players. I figured out how to get these going on with Excel a little bit. So I'm starting to get into the uh you know multi-variable game here on the fantasy football uh, Twitter streets. But with that said, I charted every running back with you know over 300 carries since 2017, which is when Hunt entered the league and I put yards after contact per carry rank on the X axis on the Y axis and missed tackles force per carry rank on the X axis. Like let's take the two things that seem to be most independent of a player's blocking of a player's situation and see who the best running backs are. And the top right is Nick Chubb all alone by himself. But right alongside him, we have Kareem Hunt, Chris Carson, Marshawn Lynch, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, even shout out Devin Singletary, who's kind of the one exception of this group. But hey, Singletary's slippery. He had, you know, go back and watch that Rams game from week three last year. I think you'll be impressed with what Singletary could do. Either way, this just, you know, leads me to the conclusion that we know Chubb and Hunt are elite talents. We know their workload isn't quite elite, but everything else in this offense is also going to start with that E word that I'm using too much right now. So again, takes me right to the ranks. Nick Chubb is my RB9, Kareem Hunt, my RB23. I'm okay sacrificing a little bit of all when we have the best damn offensive line out there behind legit proven backs in a great offense. I mean, Taylor versus Chubb for me. 
we're looking at similar touches, but the Browns have such a better offense. And I'm just not quite as convinced. And, you know, this is even before the Carson Wentz foot injury news. Like it's always been an issue for me going from Rivers to Wentz and the potential touchdown opportunity and even bigger, the potential for those targets to fall off. So Chubb is actually returning to a cushier situation. And again, the best part about these guys is that if an injury happens to either Hunt or Chubb, I mean, we are talking about league winning upside people either one and so you know Chubb someone that I'm basically taking as my number two back that doesn't have you know his team's featured uh workload you know I'm still taking McCaffrey's Zeke's Dalvin's Kamara's uh you know all these guys ahead of him even uh, Aaron Jones right there at RB7 but in terms of you know the running backs that we don't expect to get volume I would t- pass game volume I would take Derrick Henry before Nick Chubb and that's really it I truly believe in terms of pure rushing ability Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL and it's a shame that we don't get to see more of him with the rock but it's really not that bad people and when we add in you know just again arguably not even arguably I think the consensus league single best offensive line offense we're expecting to take a step forward uh, in 2021 year two with Kevin Stefanski and Nick Chubb is just one of these guys where I understand if he doesn't maybe have the same overall RB1 upside with the healthy Kareem Hunt as someone like you know even a Joe Mixon and Najee Harris someone that could potentially get 100 more touches than Nick Chubb but you know what in the first couple rounds of your fantasy drafts, you really you don't want to lose your draft in the first three rounds. And Nick Chubb might have one of the highest floors of any running back going in the top 12 because of his status as the complete bell cow of this offense. So last point is with uh, Kareem Hunt. I've seen some people wonder if he's just like egregiously overpriced because of the small sample size we have without Chubb and, and Hunt didn't exactly take over the fantasy world. Just wanted to go back through those four games and show that even though Hunt wasn't, you know, completely balling out again, we're, no one's doubting Hunt is anything other than a great running back. So let's look at his snaps in the four games sample and see what maybe would happen in a larger stretch in week five after chubb got hurt hunt comes in 20 carries three receptions 70 percent snap rate that's awesome week six 13 carries two catches 53 percent snap rate oh that's not good what happened it was a 31 point loss the browns starting offense was off the field just a few plays into the fourth quarter should also note that in this stretch, I mean, the reason why hunt didn't exactly take over against the Cowboys when Chubb got hurt because hunt was injured throughout that week going into the game. That's why Dearness Johnson had a big game. And hopefully you listen to PFF fantasy football podcast, where we told you after that week, not to worry about Dearness Johnson on the waiver. It should go back to cream hunt as he gets a little bit healthier. And we saw that happen in spades week seven, 18 carries, three catches, 90% snap. Snap rate, week eight, 14 carries, two catches, 86% snap rate. And why do you only have 16 touches on an 86% snap rate? Because the Browns ran 47 total plays in one of their three horrific weather games. So really, you know, out of his four-game sample, we had two pretty large exceptions to what we should be expecting. One being a 31-point loss and the other being horrific weather that really, you know, uh, stemmed stymed i'll work on that one uh that just messed up the entire offense uh you know that included hunt unfortunately so nick chubb rb9 kareem hunt rb23 you know great running backs and a great offense with the potential for great opportunity that's something i might be interested bob so thank you as always for tuning in the pff fantasy football podcast everybody new episodes every single day invite you to head on over to underdog fans 
excuse me, underdog fantasy. If you're trying to play some best ball contests out there, just have them go up on the PFF stream here last Thursday night with my guys, Andrew Erickson, uh, Nathan Yonke, and as always, Jared Evans. So you can check that out and use code PFF when you go to underdog, deposit $10, and you will get a free PFF Edge and subscription. That's promo code PFF. Draft now at underdog fantasy. Again, appreciate you guys always listening and people Preseason football next Thursday. Let's go. Hall of Fame game. I can't wait. I've had enough of these, uh, you know, training camp, quote unquote, highlight videos. We got Justin Fields throwing a five-yard out route to David Montgomery, and people are actually acting excited about it. It's football, so I'll take it over, you know, some bullshit like baseball or basketball on the old uh, timeline. But take a step back, and when you see me tweeting those videos, please know it is 100% irony and i am just trying to be a dick on twitter so with that said i'm ian hardest this has been the pff fantasy football podcast and until next time take care everybody